did he just leave his like his funk on the grass there one case a witch was like ooh like vampire spunk like i'm gonna use it for something like did he clean it up after did he just leave it there no now i'm just picturing witches going around the woods looking for spunk like with a vile scope yeah <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Romance in the Monsters, but more specifically, welcome back to another episode where we discuss a Immortals After Dark book. Woo! Woo! So I'm M. I'm S. I'm Seth. Um, this week <laughs> we read The Warlord Wants Forever by the one and only Cressley Cole, obviously. <laughs> Um, fun fact, we didn't know about this, but, um, in the last episode where we talked about a hunger, well, not the last episode, but the last episode where we discussed a IED book, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we thought that a hunger like no other had come out first, but we just checked and apparently the warlord once forever came out in February, 2006 and yeah. a hunger like no other was March of the same year. So this book actually came out first. Interesting. I have thoughts <laughs> about that. But first, do we want to do a summary of what the book is about? Seth, just go ahead. You do it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, in this book, we start off with Mist, um, also known as Mist the Coveted, who's been captured um, and locked up in Ivo. Um, his dungeon and we remind like we remember him from the first book a hunger like no other but i guess it's technically book two um and he's just a vicious vampire he captures her but the book starts with um nikolai roth who is the general of the forebearers like so Kristoff is the king and then he ends up being the general for Kristoff. Anyway, so he comes in with his people and, like, literally ransacks the castle and, like, defeats Ivo, but, like, Ivo runs fleeing. So, basically, the original vampires hate the idea of modern technology and, like, modern weapons. So, uh, Nikolai is not against that or Roth. Um, So, he uses his bombs, his, like, literally everything he can get, like, a hold of. Anyway, so we end up meeting Mist. And uh, he sees her for the first time and, like, is captivated because she's goddamn beautiful. And um, she just, she's very confident in her, you know, herself and her beauty. And she uses her her wiles <laughs> to um, get men to do whatever she wants. And so she starts with Roth. And that's where the book starts off. But then as we continue on, we find out that vampires have brides. And that basically translates to his mate. And then... What else happens, guys? Okay, actually, I just want to say that I think it's in, like you mentioned. Um, you mentioned how vampires don't like modern things. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that's a theme so far in the series because the, yes. the werewolves were the same, or at least um, maybe not all of them. But um, what's his name? Blackwing. 
Lock Lane. <laughs> I'm the worst. Yeah. Names. Lock Lane was the same. Like, he, he had, like, I mean, he didn't dislike them, but he definitely, like, it, it was about, like, figuring out how he fits in or, like, how. But his, his yeah. reasoning was because he was locked up for. Exactly. Sure. For before. Before Whereas, like, that the vampires, it's like, they refuse it even yeah. though they're exposed to it type thing. Yeah. I get, yeah, yeah, I get that. I just think it's interesting that so far we've read two books and that sort of theme mm-hmm. is a has been theme. in both. Yeah. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see if that continues on or if it's just yeah. the, the two books. Yeah. Um, so what did we think of this book? <laughs> Since I've read it, this is my second time reading it. What do you guys think first? I loved it, personally. <laughs> This was way more up my alley for whatever reason. I don't know yeah. if, like, I don't know if it was the subject matter that just called to me way more than the what was going on in book one. But this book, I would say, really, like, I was reading it and I was having so much fun reading it. Um, yeah. I did the audiobook again. And I loved the audiobook way more this time around. I don't know what Yay. it was about it that was so different, but it was so different for me. Um, yeah. I loved the characters so much. I don't I don't know. I was just having so much fun reading this. I was like, this has all the things I love. <laughs> so now I feel like I'm fully into the series. And I even like downloaded yes. the audiobook for book two. And I'm, Yay. like, ready to read that, so... So, question. Question for you. Do you think it's because it was Vampire and a Valkyrie, or... Well, here's the thing. I think I think that 12-year-old me, 12-year-old Edward Cullen loving <laughs> me, <laughs> would be very proud that, even to this day, I still very much am a vampire girl. Okay. I don't, yeah. like... For the past few years, I've preferred, like, I've been drawn to werewolves more than vampires. Mm-hmm. But, like, in this series, I'm like, it's, vamp- it's the vampires, guys. <laughs> werewolves? No. Vampires? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's where it's at. Us, what do you think? I loved it. I really did. I felt like it was a little bit more sexier. Um, yes. I would have preferred, I actually would have preferred it to be longer. Longer. Yeah. Same. I wish they I had a longer, well. a longer book. But I do feel like the the fact that it was so short kept the pace really yeah, going, and I appreciate that. Like I was never bored. Like I, it was always like yeah. again, like kind of addictive, and and just it kept going. So mm-hmm. I was just really, I don't know, into it. Yeah. Anyway, it's not mm-hmm. my turn. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I I loved it. I loved I loved <laughs> the concept between the the vampire and the valkyrie and how he calls her bride you know how they each have their little their little nicknames their little it was interesting how he didn't know about the valkyrie i had a lot of questions about that it was yeah they don't know about them yeah but then in the in the first book a hunger like no other they at least i was under the impression that the werewolves did know that valkyries existed Mm -hmm. is that possible i think it's also hold on um, I think it's also due to the fact that um, the vampires have strictly stayed in Russia or like mm. in that area, whereas the werewolves have moved as they quote the new world mm-hmm. and they've experienced the Valkyrie because the Valkyrie all live in New Orleans and that's where the werewolves ended up having their second settlement in a oh, way. That's right. I remember something like that. Yeah. All right. Me. Um, so yeah, second time reading it. Um, I actually enjoyed it so much more and I don't even know why I I did I think it's 
I don't know. I just, as you said, the story was just so good. And I think the characters were really well written. And for it only to be like, I don't even know how many pages, like a, a bit over 100. 160, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, and I fell in love with these characters again. And just, I just ate it up. I actually, I was telling Marge earlier that I read it in a few <laughs> hours right before I fell asleep. And I just, yeah, I just couldn't stop reading. And I, I was really happy I didn't fall asleep. I read it in two hours. How, <laughs> how fast was your speed, though? Probably like five. I went up to 1.65. And so the <laughs> audiobook is like four hours long, yeah, I think, at like regular. Yeah. So I, I read it in like two, two hours. hours. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've never read faster in my life. <laughs> uh, As did you listen to the audiobook as yeah, well? I did. Yeah. Did you like it more than the first one? Yeah, I did. I, I love this, this narrator's voice, the way he does his voices. Who do you Same. prefer? Okay, who do you prefer? The La- Lock Lane accent or his accent? His, uh, his accent? Uh, Nick- Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah, I prefer yeah, his same, accent. Same. Yeah. Like right off the bat, like, yeah. I heard it and yeah, I liked it. Like the Scottish accent was hot, but Nikolai was way hotter. Yeah, I feel like the Scottish accent takes a little while to get used to. He does a very good vampire accent, though. Yeah. He's so good at making that accent sound so sexy. Yeah, and I'm like, give me the vampire, please. Nikolai was way... He was much more the kind of alpha that I'd like. Lachlan yeah. was too much. I feel like, yeah, he was <laughs> way over the top. He was too much. Yeah. I can't. But this one, Nikolai Roth. There was a sweetness to him, too, I felt like. Right, like they yeah. killed Alpha, yes. and then he there's a, like a vulnerability. Yeah, and he kind of like reeled it back in. Every time he said bride, I was just like, ah! yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so, okay, um, what do you, what do we want to like? What should we begin with? Characters? How about like we continue on with the audiobooks? I wanted to ask you, um, what do you find was different from this one? And A Hunger Like No Other. Like, what made you think, like, why do you think you liked A Warlord Once Forever more than A Hunger Like No Other? I think part of it was the accents. Mm -hmm. It seemed less forced, maybe, in this one. Okay. Um, The acting was more on point. I don't know which one they recorded first, but it just felt to me like I, I, I was, like, I could... I, as I was listening, I was forgetting that I was listening to an audiobook. You know what I mean? Oh. Whereas with the first one, I, I kept, like, being reminded of it. And I don't know if it's the accent that were, like, really yeah. strong mm-hmm. or just because I wasn't as into the story as I was this time mm-hmm. around. I think the characters were for, like, you know, were a major reason why it was much more enjoyable this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like the voices of the character, not not like the voices in, as in like the voices he makes, but like the voices as in like their actual voices as characters were stronger to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. oh, anyway, okay, okay. what about you, S? No, yeah, I agree with, with everything you said. And I would have liked it to be longer, but then again, like it, mm-hmm. it works, you know, the information wasn't as overwhelming as the second book. I think it's also due to the fact that you already consumed I guess what was the first book Mm -hmm. so you already know a lot of the world so I think it was a lot more easier to jump into this one because the other book was so fresh in your mind maybe I wonder if I would have enjoyed it more if I would have started with the first one okay so should we get into that yeah let's get into that 
Okay, I am of the opinion that this <laughs> book should be read first. I don't understand why people say not to. I mean, I guess it's because of, the, like, the dubious consent. I get that. Oh, yes. But, we'll like, touch upon that as well. I would say that the trigger warning for this book is as important as the trigger warning for a hunger like no other. Yeah. Like, I agree. to me, it was as important. Like, okay, yes, dubious consent. But, like, a hunger like no other has issues as well. Like, I don't see why that would stop someone from starting with Warlord once forever. And I feel like it's more intense with the hunger like no other than with this one. Oh, great. Right. In my opinion, it yeah. was anyway. Yeah. I felt like Mist had much more agency. Like, sure, there was the whole, like, magical chain thing, which he did have mm-hmm. power over her and could make her do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. But I still felt like Mist had power. This book was more dark romance. So I guess if, if a reader doesn't like that sort of trope, then... Mm-hmm don't start there but if you do or if you're not opposed to it then definitely start with this one definitely start with this one i even thought that the world building in this one was clearer to me i felt like i understood the world way more starting here Mm -hmm. like they actually go into like the vampires and how that started out and and like the whole um there's like like two clans if you will of vampires like there's the one with ivo and then there's the ones with what's his name christopher whatever christoph christoph <laughs> <laughs> um and like how humans are turned and the whole backstory with nikolai and the valkyrie like i just i felt like every layer of the world was more much more explained in this one than it was in the first one And this was written first, so it makes sense. (laughs) I think it's also maybe due to the fact that Mist had such a great understanding of the different sects of the, uh, or sectors or whatever, of the lore, Mm -hmm. like the different species, whereas Emmeline didn't have that. She was just a sheltered person. Whereas Mist is, like, she's lived for, I don't know how many thousands of years, and she knows um different like the different species she just she's just aware more aware than em, emma ever was mm-hmm. so it could just be down to that as well yeah like in the first uh when we recorded a hunger like no other i said that when you get like an alpha like lock lane i need the girl to give as much as she gets mm-hmm. and i yes. feel like that's exactly what i got with nikolai and miss like i felt yeah. like yes he was alpha but she had her ways like she was very conniving in like great ways and like you know like scheming and stuff I, I just I yeah. love that like she was she like we talked about this in our um Kitura and Lord Death discussion but how women when they understand the power that they have as women and use it they're like yes unbeatable like yeah they, they own the world you know what I mean yeah and I felt like Miss was exactly that. Like, she knew that her power of her sexuality and sex and her power over Nikolai because of it. And yeah. she was using it. And I was like, girl, yes, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, as you realize, she's been using it her whole life. She's been using her sexuality, her confidence as a woman, her whole life to, like, get all those nasty, disgusting men, like, killed because she's just she feels so strongly about women that were wronged and I think that's just amazing of her character and I think even Nyx um like I think it was like a little flashback that she had um like Mist had where Nyx was like why would you get a man to do that like a woman's work and she's like why would I not yeah. <laughs> and like I think mm-hmm. it's pretty telling on like her character 
and how like amazing she is. Yeah, and I think the book did a very good job of showing how things are not just black and white. Yes, she does use her power for uh, her sexual power for you know the cause, if you will, but the book makes it very clear that there's set not setbacks from that but there it's not all positive like she she, she's very lonely and she wishes Mm -hmm. someone would love her for who she is and that she could just be herself and you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I loved that it showed how that like this gives her power and agency and she's a badass for it but also it's not all roses you know what I mean like exactly you get to see more of a of a vulnerable part of her in a way. She seemed yes. more human to me. Yeah. yeah. Than than Emma. Like I don't know. I, I like I, I feel like Emma is who I am and missed is who I wish I was. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And generally speaking, I prefer reading about women I wish I was as opposed to who I am. Because yeah. I'm like, this hit, this is hitting too close to home. I don't want to read about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want all my issues being like thrown into my face like that. Yeah. No thank you. <laughs> Another thing we need to um, talk about, because we talked about it in the last episode, but I feel like yes. this book um, in, was very enlightening about certain things, aka when vampires are blooded, what it actually means. Oh, yes. Okay, so this, I also wanted to like talk in the sense where we not compare the mating process, but which one do we prefer more? So let's give a quick rundown of being blooded as a vampire. Okay, because... Last time, you did not mention this, this, the part where someone will be aroused until they... They will almost die. You, you were like, oh, like their heart starts beating and like they start breathing, which is what the book says. I don't think the a Hunger Like No Other actually mentions that part of being blooded, like the very sexual part of being blooded. Am I crazy? Or okay. you didn't mention that I think at they talked. No, I don't know if they talked about the sexual part. But okay, imagine me telling you girls that as a vampire gets blooded, he starts dry humping everything. Imagine me telling you that. Would that translate well? Would you be like, mm. "Ooh, I want to read that." Girl, I would have. I would have run to the store. This is my <laughs> shit. I was like, I was, I was jumping out of my seat when that happened. I was like. This is this is this is every trope I've ever wanted in a book. So this is this is <laughs> yes. your book right here. Yes, he 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 needs to fuck yeah. so bad, and he can only do it with her. And she's like, "Boy, bye." I, five, yeah, I, love, I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then and then because it's so fucking exciting afterwards, because you're like, yeah. she's gonna get it. Yeah, and I'm excited for her to get it. Because <laughs> you did it to yourself. <laughs> So it's being it's being blooded like those five years is that like five years of blue balls basically? Yes, years, yeah. because he couldn't. He's been I think he's been aroused those five years he and should he be couldn't... dead. Thank God he can't die. <laughs> Seriously, because he would have. <laughs> so like, imagine five years of a horny vamp running towards you. That that would have been no five years for me. I would have I, I it would have <laughs> come been get me two seconds. <laughs> Like I'll give yeah. chase. Like oh no, I won't give chase. I'll I'll let myself be chased for a little while because that's exciting. You'd be like, then, like you'd be like that gif of or gif or whatever of that guy running and looking back. Yeah, and, like, yeah the guy running on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I would 
hundred percent that's me. Oh my god, I love that. Um, yes, exactly, exactly. So, this book was way hotter. I don't know if I would say it's hotter. I think they're both on par, but I think this, like the sexual scenes, came a lot quicker in this book because it's shorter. Whereas A Hunger Like No Other is like I think a four hundred page book or longer than that even, and they had I think equal amounts of sexual situations. But, like, they just came further apart. I don't know. There was something about the scenes in this book that worked for me on a level that the scenes in A Hunger Like No Other didn't. I think, as you said, it's because they're kind of, like, on equal ground. So I found, like, their sexual situations more... I don't know, because on paper, that first sex scene in A Hunger Like No Other has everything I love. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. nothing unique. I've read that scene a hundred times in a book before, especially when it's werewolves. Like, it's kind of yeah. a thing in werewolves book where, like, the night of the new the, the new moon, what? The the full moon. Full like, moon. we fucking the mm-hmm. forest or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do you. But, like, so, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this before. Sometimes I prefer simplicity when it comes to sex. I find it hotter sometimes than when you're trying to be out there and like really wild and shit I'm like I can't take it seriously for some reason Mm -hmm. um so maybe that's also why this one worked better for me because it wasn't as like crazy like oh it's the night of the full moon and he'll run after you and you have to let yourself you know what I mean yeah but okay keep in mind (laughs) keep in mind that's just one um like a book that you read like not the not all of them are like that and, like, sure. yeah, I love, as I said, book three was so good. And, like, I think that one touches more upon um, their mating process. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just, it's it's good. It's really good. So is everybody's mating process a little bit different? Like, it starts, like, do you think um, Every species is a bit different. So, like, we already read the Lyke and the vampire mating process. Okay. And then- Which one do you girls prefer? I think I already know everyone's answer. <laughs> I'm a vampire girl. Yeah, so same. far at least, I'm I'm team vampires in this series. I think I need to read yeah. another like it, a like yeah. it because I I mm. love I love both for different okay. reasons. But I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Like I'm I'm keeping an open mind. Yeah, it's just if you ask me which one I prefer between uh this book and and Hunger Like No Other, mm-hmm. I'll I'll say this book. This book. Yeah. yeah, I think what makes this mating process more interesting to me is like as you said, like how sexual this one was whereas like the like one yes of course it's sexual but like I feel like there's more of an urgency with the vampire one like it needs to happen mm-hmm. do you think it has to do like how Emma wasn't as experienced like she was very naive very mm. no that's don't I don't know do I just that? like because we I, I don't know about you Seth you can probably say if you agree or not but we both read a lot of historical romance yeah. And a lot of the heroines in those books are virgins. Mm-hmm. And it's still exciting. It's like sometimes even more so than the ones where the girl is not a virgin. So I don't I don't think it's a question of experience. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, characters and especially character dynamics. I think it was just like you said, it was char- like the character of Emma. Not that she wasn't experienced. It was because she wasn't sure of who she was as a person, which like as Marge said as well, that that's. I mean, that's, like, everyone Everyone doesn't, like, agree with, like, sometimes who they are as a person. They're not confident with who they are as a person. So, like, seeing her like that, you know, resembling all of us is just, 
I think it's more harder to read than like as Mark said than like a confident sure of herself woman so yeah I think I think it comes down to character but not to say I didn't enjoy the first one I did (laughs) a lot more than I thought I would have because like the first and second time I really didn't like that book but then yeah the third time I really did enjoy that book so so. the first time you read the warlord you didn't you didn't really like it Oh, no, no, sorry. A Hunger Like No Other. So um, I think um, The Warlord Wants Forever, I think I did enjoy it, but I wasn't in love with it. Like now I'm in love with it and I'm obsessed with like the vampires and I'm so excited to get back to the like Conrad's book, which is book four and then like the other ones. I have a question for you. When you read the series the first time, did you read this one first or did you start with A Hunger Like No Other too? I started with A Hunger Like No Other because that's what everyone said to do. <laughs> Stop saying that, people. Stop saying it. <laughs> I just, I always, I'm always the person that disagrees with the reading order that everyone always says. Mm-hmm. Like, every yeah. series I've ever read, everyone's like, oh, no, that's the reading order. And I'm the one person that's like, hell no, start there. <laughs> no, I agree. I think we need to start with this book. The war, like the Warlord Wants Forever needs to be book one. It's labeled book one for a reason, and I think people should follow the order. Had I known before reading that uh, this was actually written first, 100% would have read it first. Especially because yeah, I'm, I'm a huge chronological reader. Mm-hmm. I hate to, well, not hate, that's a big word, but I, I don't like it when I'm reading something and a couple appears, and I'm like, they definitely had a book, and I did not read that one yeah. yet. I think it could also be down to the fact that, like, this book, I guess, is considered a prequel, which, again, why it should be read, read it, sorry, read first, read it, what's read it. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, it starts in the past, five years in the past, but at the same time, it starts at the same time, like, it happens at the same time that Lachlan and Emma's book happens. So yeah. while I guess it's, like, it's happening simultaneously with the first book, or Hunger Like No Other, it still should be read first. Like, that story isn't spoiled at all in that case. At all. I don't think it... Yeah, I think there's just, like, a mention of a roar in the yard, but that's it. That was a little confusing in the book. Um, when we got to the part where there was a clear overlap between book one and book point five, I was like, wait, yeah. what? We're in this timeline? <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but I, I, it wasn't clear in my head that this was where we were. Like, mm-hmm. when he wakes up and, and um, after being hurt and Mist is like, oh, yeah, Emma is here with, like, her werewolf or whatever. Like, I don't, that's obviously not the, the climax of that book. I'm guessing it's when they, no, because I was going to say that that's when they came around the first time to pick up her stuff. But no, it was the climax oh, of the Oh, you mean, story. like, in the sense, like, Ivo, like, when he attacks them and his vampire demon? Because when does that happen? In the if Emma defeated Emma and Lachlan defeated Demestru or Demet whatever his name well, that's is the, that's and the Ivo. That's that's the climax of that book. But then, okay, but you know how it happens. Um, so obviously, like Emma destroys Demestru, her father, but then Ivo is still there, and then Lachlan ends up there and destroys. Lachlan arrives and destroys Ivo, but then. This book ends, I guess it happens before, like right before that big climax. Because Ivo comes with his vampire demon and then attacks them. He's still alive. 
So so I guess it's earlier in A Hunger Like No Other. Who's the one that picks up Emma in A Hunger Like No Other and takes Nikolai. her? Nikolai, right? It's Nikolai. Nikolai. But they don't yeah. show that in their book, right? Yeah. So that's and after. I was also confused. That's after. That's that's what I'm understanding. It's it's the climax of Emma's book mm-hmm. where she comes back to the the Valkyrie house or whatever, and he and, and Nikolai is there and picks her up and carries her away. He's already is after happens after the end of this book. But he's already in the house. Remember, he said that he was waiting outside of the house because his bride was. Yeah, inside. but Ivo is still alive. You just said that, and that's true. Ivo is dead by the end of Emma's book. I he in the is. climax of Emma's book, Ivo is dead. In this one, oh. he is still alive at the end. And so, what happens in this one when they first arrive, when they say, "Oh, Emma is here with the the werewolf," it has to be a scene that happened earlier on in the book. So it's not the okay. scene at the end when she, when she's like, um, when when she just woke up after like being really weak and stuff. Or, okay, so this, okay, I think I kind of figured it out. So, you know, there was, like, a little bit of the book, um, The Warlord Wants Forever, where Roth has been trying to get into the house, but, like, the wraiths are there. So it could be, like, during that time period. So maybe Ivo, because it was not Emma that killed Ivo, it was Lachlane. So maybe what happened was um, Lachlane ended up, not Lachlane, sorry, Ivo (laughs) ended up in New Orleans for I don't know what. Right before he um, traced back to the castle, like, I, I don't know how this would work because that's the only period of time where Nikolai was trying to get into the house. Because I remember him claiming to um, Emma that he's, like, she's, like, his way in. And a hunger like no other. I don't know. There's some confusion there for sure. <laughs> so it doesn't match up. I feel like it's the kind of thing where, you, as a romance reader, you're just like, okay. And then you move on. What's you're just the, like, yeah, okay. What's the logistics of this? <laughs> I'll trust you. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing we didn't talk about when it comes to Mist, and it's one of the things I love most about her, is that she's attracted to people's scars. Yes, and their pain. I love that. Like, yeah, how, because to her, if I remember correctly, like scars is a sign of like what you overcame or whatever, which is very yeah. fitting for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should probably point out, but like we love scars too. Yeah, um, yeah. So I love that, especially because he has scars, and and uh, like there was this one scene where she kisses the scar that killed killed him, him. Mm-hmm. and she's yeah. like, "That's my favorite because it means the mm-hmm. most," and I'm like. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> they had they really had a more sweetness to them than they did. I believed this romance more, which is like saying a lot because this one is so much shorter and it's very yeah. difficult. And and they meet for the first time in this book, so it's so hard to have such a short book and still be believable. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Because no, I you agree. would say, oh no, that's totally insta love, but I didn't feel no. like it was. Mm-hmm. I felt no, like I was. Given I don't think enough. so either. That there was insta lust for sure. Oh yeah, but more fine with that. <laughs> the romance, like as you said, it grew, and I think like like I think you see Mist and her journey to love, and I think it was like so like it was just so well done in such a short book that like I honestly believe this one so much more, like you said. Which I don't want to keep comparing them, but <laughs> I mean they are the same series and the same author, so like I feel like that's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which book did the memory the memories thing better? Because it's different, right? In 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 A Hunger Like No Other, Emma uses well. Yeah, she kind of uses those memories to understand Lachlan as opposed to in this one, it causes issues because he yeah. misreads the this memories. One, yeah, this one was more of like a plot device in the sense where like it was a big conflict for them, whereas the other uh-huh. one was more of like, I'm just going to use what it to brought understand. them together in a weird way, I guess. Yeah. Well, not in a weird way, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so you're asking which one we like better, like the memory aspect yeah. of it? I, in this case, I liked it more. And the Warlord Wants Forever because you all know I love a good grovel and then a good, like, kick myself in the head type of situation. And in this case, he got it once he got her full memories. He's like, oh, my gosh, I was such an asshole to her. And, like, it broke him. And I loved that. We love an hero who messes up and then has the grovel. Did, Did he grovel, though? Um, he did in the sense because he thought he lost her. He really, like, genuinely thought, like, when she sent him that note, um, a heart for a heart, he's like, she, like, she blooded me and made my heart bleed, but at the same time, I broke her heart, and that Mm -hmm. broke me. I was like, oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I love drama, so I'm always gonna go for the option that creates the most drama because because I could understand him too like I understood where Emma came from in the first one and why she kept wanting to like in in, obviously in both books the memories are used in different ways but both are interesting and I love that she uses them differently Mm because if it was the same thing over and over and over again then that would get boring but it's interesting how she's exploring that sort of um thing that vampire have have differently and but i love drama i love drama and so yeah i feel like they both had their merits yeah. like i actually did like a hunger like no other as well and like the way that came about because he honestly would not have been able to tell her himself no. about the trauma yeah. he faced he wouldn't so know. i think that was also important and while it wasn't a form of conflict for them her memories i'm sorry his memories um it would brought them closer as well. Yeah. So I, I mean, it was a for it, it. It did create conflict in the sense that um, he he didn't want her to know about it because he was like, I don't want you to carry that on your shoulders with me. Like this is something I should do alone. So it was still drama, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. But again, like I feel like that just speaks on on how you know Cressico is obviously a great writer because she's very like you can tell she's aware that everything she puts on page can be explored in various ways and she's yes clearly open to exploring all those ways and not just always having things done one way so it it, it, all like just two books in this world is already layered and and fleshed out exactly and so rich i can only imagine what it would be like 20 books down the line you know Trust me, she finds a way to still make it fresh and, like, just add more layers, but, like, still not be overwhelmed by everything that's going on because she adds, like, the different layers, like, per book or, like, not even per book, like, maybe over a few books. Oh, I also like the fact that it wasn't the same. Like, it wasn't the same story. What did you guys think of Kristoff, though? Like, I don't know, like, I feel like he was a little bit sketch. I feel like he was, like, withholding a lot of information from the his forebears. That I was kind of like, what are you teaching your vampires? <laughs> or do you think he's just, he lacks awareness? 
But I don't think he lacks awareness because he was Demestru's nephew. So he knew the actual, I guess, mythology of, like, his own species. Like, he knows, like, what his species is. And, like, he withheld so many things from his forebears. Listen, I'm interested. That's all I had to say. <laughs> You're interested in him? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're right. He's he's a little shady, but I like that. Yeah. He's sketch. I was honestly like, excuse me? Or do you think he just lacks the knowledge of other species as well to make claims like that? But if so, how is he the king? Like, I just feel like he was very unaware or, like, not willing to share information. But then again, when uh, Nikolai found his bride, he was very... Like, all about, like, oh, no, go spend that time with your bride, obviously. I thought that was interesting. How he's all, like, war, 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 but then, like, one guy gets a bride and he's like, no, go spend some time with her. Like, what are you doing here, bro? (laughs) True. Okay. Yeah, that also happened. So, wait, so throughout this series, is there interest between him and another character? Is there hints of him? There's theories. Like, fans have theories about who he could possibly be with. Who? <sighs> but, like, that person also we haven't seen yet. So, I mean, at the same time, they could work or they could not work. Do you want me to tell you who? Yeah. Do we know her? They think that possibly maybe Fury and him. Ooh, I'm down. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. But I, who is, where is Fury? Who knows? Especially I don't know. Especially because she was, she was put under, like, at the bottom of the ocean by a vampire. So that would be Ooh, yeah. so much good angst because he's a vampire too. But he's not with the other guys. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and she it. would be so, but she'd be so crazy. Like, she, she would have lost her mind oh, at that point. Broken. I don't know how many years have passed. I'm here for it. I'm here for the pain. Yeah, I know. I'd be here for it, too, if they ever decide to write that book. What about you, Wes? Are you into Kristoff and Fury? Yeah, yeah, them too, yeah. But I think Kristoff right now, I'm just like, whatever about him. Yeah, because he's kind of, like, not really on page. But now that you mention him and Fury, yeah, I'd be interested in reading something. I just get overexcited about everyone. Like, whenever someone (laughs) walks onto the page, I'm like, do they get a book? Because I'd like a book. (laughs) Are you excited for the other Roth brother? Yeah. I'm intrigued. I am. Uh, yeah. I'm interested to learn more. Can I just say, as I already said in the last podcast, book four, meaning Conrad's book, mm-hmm. was my favorite up until Lothair happened. Okay. <laughs> Conrad. Oh, yeah. They didn't mention him. What would... They do say something about Conrad in this book. And I... Conrad, um, he was uh, Nikolai's oldest brother, I believe. His eldest no, brother. yeah, but they say something in particular about him that I was like, ooh, ooh okay. I don't know, because he, he does mention his brothers. Yeah. There's four of them, right? There are four, yes. I think he only mentions two, but the two that so he So Murdoch was pretty much in this one. Mm-hmm. He gets a novella, I think, as well. So wait, I don't know if I'm mistaking, doesn't his brother's... Two of his brothers died? They all died and became vampires. Um, no, he had um, six siblings. He had four brothers and two sisters and his father. Yeah. But they're all still alive as vampires. The brothers are alive. The dad died and the sisters died as well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They all died from the plague. He could, they couldn't, they, they couldn't the change The plague successfully. again? The plague is following us in our podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> the plague is everywhere. <laughs> we talked about the plague um, in Kitara and Lord Jeff, if you haven't yes. listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a running theme in this podcast. If you have any books about the plague, please recommend them. <laughs> we haven't talked about um, who or what is the monster in this story. Yeah, well, but, but hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold Sorry. On can we talk about can we talk about the magical chain first? Oh yes. I have very many thoughts about the magical chain. Where I tweeted about this. Can I just read my tweet? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I loved your tweet. Go. I wrote, if I was a Valkyrie with a magical chain, I would simply let Nikolai Roth have it. No disrespect to my girl Mist, I'm just different. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have a I have a question about the chain. Is this just something yeah. that is only that only pertains to Mist? Like no other Valkyrie? Yes. It's just there's yeah. a Mist yes. thing. The chain. Okay. So yeah. this is a punishment that she was Yeah, right? Like there was I don't remember the story. I think she flirted with someone or whatever. Um no, she I think was like making out with a demigod and she got mm. caught. And then her punishment was this chain that she would have to obey any, like, man. Who had a hold of the chain. Got a hold of the chain, yeah. And obviously, the only man who was ever able to take it off of her was Nikolai Roth. Her mate. We love to see it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I really, I really liked the idea of the chain. Yeah. But, like, as you said, there's dubious consent Mm -hmm. where that is concerned. Because of that, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, I ate that book up. I, I love the trope. And I guess this is kind of like a version of that trope, but I love the trope where they're tied together, like shackled together, tied together, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is kind of a version of that because they're tied together, if you will, because he has like power over her because he is like the owner of the chain now or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I always find that very exciting. I can't help it. It's just, it's my kink. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when, when I, when I realized that this was going to be a thing in this book, I was like, <sighs> yeah, you're down 100%. I feel like Cressley Cole just like went into my brain, saw what I wanted and was like, I'm going to write this for you. And delivered. Mm-hmm. And for that, I say, thank you. Just thank you. <laughs> you delivered. Did you thank like you. that idea of the chain? S? I did. Like, was it something that you enjoyed? Or no, did... yeah, it did confuse me a little bit because I wasn't too sure if that was something that all the Valkyrie had. Like, I don't remember that being mentioned in, you know. But yeah, it was. It was interesting. It was. It was different. I haven't seen any the ch- the whole chain thing. I haven't read it in other books. You know, like I felt like that was unique. Yeah. Like, as I said before, in A Hunger Like No Other, in that podcast, um, sorry, that episode, um, I think, like, Cressy Cole is really good at bringing in new aspects to ideas that we've already known about or, like, ideas that we've already read about. Mm-hmm. And, like, she finds a way to make it fresh and, like, makes you enjoy it a lot. <laughs> like, the chain, like, while we have already read a book about the Valkyrie, the chain was, a, like, an added layer new, of, yeah. like, this character. Yeah. And, like, it just provided for a very interesting story. And I also liked... That while Roth was in control of her and did tell her to do things like in that first scene in the shower where he's get like, on get your on your knees, knees he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't tell her like March. what to do in the sense besides like you know the I'm first blushing. thing 
like you know with her hand and like her down their region but at the same time like he still gives her like agency like he still gives her that that like freedom to do whatever she wants to do and like she ends up you know pleasuring him as well because that's what she wants so he doesn't fully take away her control he still like he while he still like restricts her in some ways he doesn't control her fully and that's what I also liked about the whole chain thing Uh is that he doesn't control her yes he does but he also doesn't but I think yeah I think it's interesting how especially when it's alpha males like Nikolai um it's it it's kind of about giving a man like an alpha man um or male the the power that he thinks is owed to him yeah and then the journey to him realizing that he doesn't want it he prefers when she has her own power in her own hands you know what i mean like it's it's kind of that like i think it's interesting and it it, it says more than like it's fun just as like a plot device obviously Mm -hmm. but i think it can also be used and i think it was used in this book with for like a deeper meaning especially when um you know he was gonna give it back to her yes because he realized he didn't want it because he wanted her to be with him because she wanted it and not because he she had to and how how she was gonna stay you know she was she was gonna stay and then misunderstanding happened angst and then the fast world forward and happy ending yeah (laughs) essentially and i i I even love the ending like i just he was willing to sacrifice himself because not only was that his bride, but, like, he was so in love with her. He was willing to die by the sun. <laughs> this, this, guys, guys, again, this is just everything I've always wanted. The scene where he <laughs> lets himself burn and he says, I love you for the first time. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just a man that sacrifices himself and then, like, finally admits his feelings and it's so dramatic and so, like... I also like the scene where he wants to hold her hand and she mocks him for it. And he's like, I just want to hold your hand. I just want to hold your hand. That was so cute. He was such a soft boy. I love that. (laughs) You're right. He was a soft boy. Deep inside. That was so cute, though. He was, yeah, I... Man, there's something just about a vampire that really does it. Oh, and another thing that I noticed was when he takes her to her house to pack up her things and he notices that, that she doesn't have, like, the, her lady products. And he's, like, so confused. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. oh right, yes. And he's, like, all yes. confused. Like, where are your products? Like, there's, I don't know. I thought that was She's really like, I don't, I don't, I don't need any of it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we also talk about how Mist, as she was packing, legit, all she had was lingerie and, like, yes. latex bras. And yeah. I'm like, this girl Barters is, like... And... and he was, like, getting really hot and bothered by seeing all of it. Because why would you not? Lingerie is another big theme in this series, it feels like. So far, both books have featured prominently lingerie. Yeah. But the amount of underwear that gets ruined in the yeah. first book and the second book, I'm like... You're lucky you're rich because <laughs> you'd be like buying them in bulk expensive. at this point. Yeah, he says so. He's like, "How many of these things can I rip off of her with my teeth?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." 
I mean, oh. I love how the Valkyries love painting their nails. I don't know what it is about it, but I think it's so quirky and fun. Yeah. Like, so yeah. random. Yeah. It's so quirky and fun. Like, they're just painting their nails all the time and, like, having, uh, like, movie nights eating popcorn that they're not actually eating. They're just throwing it yeah. at the TV. I know. And I, <laughs> I love their sisterhood. I think, like, yeah. I just, I love the relationships between all of them. Mm-hmm. Another question I had, I remember both of you were talking about the Valkyrie um, in A Hunger Like No Other. Mm-hmm. Um, how does, does your perspective change on them? Like, do you find 100%. them more human and do you like them more? Because I remember you both weren't connecting with them. I loved them this time around. Yeah. Loved them. I I felt like I felt like in in a hunger like no other they were stifling. Yeah. They yes. just I don't I don't know what it was. I mean, I guess it's because Emma was not as didn't have as much agency in the beginning and they just felt so stifling and like she was dropped there and they were just so controlling and in this one it really felt like sisterhood and yeah. like a family and, and and just I loved it in this one. I really did. So I'm on board with the Valkyries now. Which is another reason why you should read this book first. Yeah. And I've, I'm just I've, I wish we would have started with this one first. Would have read this one. I feel like our perspective would have been, like right off the bat, we would have liked them. Like, yeah. I want to reiterate, the, the hunger like no other is not bad. It's just, I, I don't think it's the best one out of the two for a first book to read, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like, the, A Hunger Like No Other is a lot different than this book, but at the same time, um, it's still good. And it's, yeah, yeah, I yeah. still enjoyed it the third time. And would I read it again if like, I was going to do a reread of the whole series? For sure. Um, but at the same time, this one gave the Valkyries more personality. And, like, because they were on equal ground with Mist, like, they were all warriors whereas emma was more of like the child that they took care of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i that's where like the stifling came in um because they're overprotective of her because that was like they literally saw her as a baby grown up to like age 60 or something yeah and like she's still a baby in their eyes and she always will be so that's also why like the whole overprotective overbearing Uh ants came in like when they when they discover um (laughs) When they literally discover uh, Mist and Nikolai fucking in the forest, <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I mean, they're not like, that's fine. But, you know, like, they don't make, a, like, a, a, a more big of a, thing out of yeah. it. As, I mean, they do. Like, Reagan fully stabs sure. Nikolai in the chest. Sure, but she, it's like she doesn't really mean it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's kind of just oh, like, no, oh, she I does. feel like I have to. Just, Reagan yeah. does. <laughs> I feel like the intensity of the scene, like, okay, when they find out that Emma is with Lockling, I feel like it's so much more intense and, like, so much more of an issue than when they find Mist with Nikolai, which you wouldn't think so because he's a vampire. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's also down to the fact that they literally still see Emma as a yeah, yeah. baby. No, yeah. No, I agree with that. Like, I, I, so I agree with that. So they don't think she made that decision of being with Lock Lane herself. Whereas mm-hmm. Mist has always been a strong, confident, sure woman, like a va- strong, immortal woman, that they believe that she chose this of her free will. But then they see the chain gone, and then they're like, <gasps> Mist, where's your chain? And then he quickly, you know, traces her away. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. just the feminist in me that's like, I'd prefer 
when the group of women is like, really, best? Really? That's annoying. As opposed to like, no, you should never, like, you shouldn't do this. You, Of course you didn't do this yourself. You would never choose him, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I preferred the humor mm-hmm. and, like, annoyance that they had in, in um, this one. I loved their constant ribbing. Like, when they, obviously they saw her first with um, Nikolai in the dungeon. And then it continued for five years about her, like, you know, laying with a vampire and, like, everything mm-hmm. that, like, all the jokes that they threw at her. I was just, it was just so funny. Like, I just love the Valkyrie. They're just such good humor. Who is, who is the monster in this book? Steph, you always have, like, great answers to this. No, I, I don't know. I think it was more of, like, his past, like, his, like, his belief of what a woman should be like. I think mm-hmm. that was the monster for himself, for Nikolai, because, like, he strongly believed a woman should just be home, like, literally just twiddle her thumbs and do nothing, and, like, he was so taken with, like, her past with other men that it sabotaged a relationship, whereas Murdoch was like, no, bro, I had someone talk to me about, you know, the women of this time and, like, how they don't owe you anything. That was in the past, and, like, that's what kind of, like, stopped the sabotaging of their relationship because he's like yeah you're right I need to take a minute and evaluate myself she doesn't need to change but I'm the one that needs to change Mm. so that's what I took away as the monster of the story was like his past and his past beliefs um I feel like the same could be said of her exactly I think as well that could their hatred of the vampires yeah if anything that's kind of again a running theme in the series so far of just accepting that who you thought these people were all along is not necessarily true and that people are yeah. weird and, co- and complex and that just because someone is a vampire or a werewolf or whatever yeah it doesn't it's not all that they are essentially yeah and that they're capable of great things um yeah but the monster in like the lore world is the vampire like the vampire is pretty much their big monster, their big enemy for any type of species in there. Um, so that could also be like, I guess, the surface monster, like the monster within the series is the vampire. I think it's interesting how in this book, in the in the other one, it was like, well, I mean, Emma was part vampire, but a lot of it was, oh, we fear vampires. And, and sure, Emma identified as a vampire, but she also identified as something else. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, what I thought was interesting is that there was a vampire who also feared himself and like yes. the possibilities. I thought that was super interesting how he... Like, Nikolai feared what he could become, you know what I mean? Yes. Because in this world, it seems like everyone always assumes that vampires are these rampant monsters Mm -hmm. that just do whatever they want, kill people for no reason, and are just cruel, Mm -hmm. wild things. And I think it was interesting how um, Nikolai had sort of the same thoughts or at least he feared it a lot especially when he drank accidentally he drank some of um, mist's blood and how he said like every day i would wake up and look at myself in the mirror and look to see if i if my eyes were red Mm -hmm. so it, it was clearly something that was really um, troubling to him he fears yeah. that part of himself the possibility that he might turn into a monster who you know friends and foe is just like no it's the same thing I can kill whatever exactly. you know what I mean um that also brings me back to Kristoff like would he not know 
that you'd have to drink a a being to the marrow like to the last drop for your eyes to change color why would he not share that with his forebears mm, that's an important them, thing maybe. to share with them i would think unless he fully wanted them to never ever drink from the veins so he's like i'm not going to tell you the logistics of how you become a red-eyed vampire so mm, so you do you think him not telling them that it's because it's for their own good or do you think he has another for agenda control. Not, I don't think control. he has another agenda. I just think he really does not want them to develop a liking for the blood, mm-hmm. um, you know, from, you know, the, their people that they drink from. Um, and also, I think he fears, like, the memories, maybe, that they might have access to. Like, That's what I, I was going to say. I think, what if it's because he, obviously, he's created an army, and he wants these men to stay as focused on this goal as possible probably um and so if you get mixed up with memories from other people because you're drinking their blood and stuff you're probably not as focused on your main goal because i mean you could become crazy or you probably grow attached to to this person or or obsessed with them probably and so it probably just goes against what he's trying to do you know but I will say that um, Miss even says it, like, when she realizes how much um, Nikolai fears um, the idea of becoming a, a maddened vampire with, like, the red eyes. She fully says that um, she thinks vampires are meant to drink. And I think that also comes down to, um, like, his recovery process for a lot of the wounds he suffers from. It's, like, days and days and days mm-hmm. where, like, any regular immortal and even another vampire immortal um would recover in like a few hours like lock lane fully grew a leg like yeah sure it took a few weeks but like <laughs> i'm not over that by the way <laughs> Just a but like at the man. same time they are meant to drink fresh blood vampires are meant to do that and i think that was also him overcoming his own monster like you said was like his fear of like becoming something monstrous um so i think i don't understand why Kristoff would withhold that information that's just my, I like my mind, like reflecting on what was happening. Mm-hmm. That was so interesting, though, how it really hit him at one point in the book when she says that, like, no, I think you're meant to drink blood. You're a vampire, and he was like, Yeah, I am meant to drink blood. Like, I love that <laughs> how it really hit him. Like he hadn't hadn't thought about it before or whatever. So he yeah. was a bit he was uh, because he's re- never he's never done it before. Like yeah. she was his first after how many. He was a blood like, virgin. Virgin. A blood, yeah, he was. A, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, like, and technically, he was a virgin as a vampire. He's never had sex as a vampire. That too. For how many? <laughs> how many years? Five hundred? A thousand years? I. It was. I think a, it was about. Isn't time. it over three hundred? Fucking. Hell. I don't know. Anyways, it was a long time. It was, it was a, a long very long time. time. It's surprising that that's that thing still works. <laughs> Just fine. <laughs> It was all backed up. It had to come out. <laughs> oh my! And it was never ending. Yeah. It was like, just like he just kept coming and coming. <laughs> oh god! I'm just like imagining okay. it like on the grass, like going, 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 going. going. Yeah. Some some things, some things in romance, you just you you need to not imagine. 
Because or else you're never going to recover. It's just like, you just, you can't picture it or else you'll just laugh. And like, okay, guys, don't laugh. <laughs> but I had this thought. So like, you know how New Orleans, like, you know, there's witches and things like that. Like, did he just leave his, like, his funk on the grass? Like, you know, the first time he came? Like, did he just leave it there? One case a witch was like, ooh, like, vampire spunk. Like, I'm going to use it for something. Like, did he clean it up after? <laughs> did he just leave it but there? But would, would witches in this world do that? Like, is that a thing? I don't know. Is that what you're I bringing mean, like, it up? Yeah, they do. They do a lot of, like, weird stuff and, like, have a lot of weird things in their shops, as you would see later on in books. So I'm like, I wouldn't put it past them to take it. <laughs> No, now I'm just picturing witches going around the woods looking for spunk. <laughs> like going to vile vampires, yeah, <laughs> making potions and shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Who knows? Maybe spunk is a highly um, needed material in spells, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's, it's the there potion of youth. Up de- like, That's how it's made. Of it's the potion of youth. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of vampire spunk. Um... <laughs> From from my understanding, mm-hmm. can Valkyries get pregnant or not? Yes, they can. They have to eat. They have, they to, have, eat. They have to, food. to eat human food, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly their womb is like, "Hello, I'll welcome a baby." Yeah, because they then they go through like the like the bodily functions like peeing and like everything else, and like I think they also get a period. I'm not too sure, but like that's when like they're able to have children if they like act human like a human and eat food Mm -hmm. we haven't read slow heat for the podcast yet but i weirdly that reminds me of that how like your body prepares for pregnancy oh yeah Yeah. i don't want to talk about that book too much because we are going to talk about it soon but their body prepares in a similar way when they are about to well for them it's when they're about to give birth mostly but Mm -hmm. interesting it's like a version of yeah. the heat, if you will, but minus the rampant sexual need. Yeah, I kind of really want Cressley Cole to write, um, like a, a pregnancy. There has there to, has like, maybe been after one? the whole like there hasn't been one accession. She hasn't done it yet. No, um, like after the whole accession type thing, I kind of want her to like have like a like. A, I guess a wind down period of like mm-hmm. you know, they fought the war, the war is over, end of the world is not coming, and then you know they decide to have some babies. But yeah, I think I honestly think she should maybe just I guess I want to see what the process of a Valkyrie's pregnancy would be like, or like even a like gay. But as you as I said in the last podcast, we don't really have a female like gay mm-hmm. yet, so that would be interesting. Yet I'm I'm fully on board with Cassandra getting a book now. <laughs> you, you 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 fully uh put me on board with that one all right i have it. a note here <laughs> and the note just says they fucked in front of the pyramids ah! <laughs> <laughs> they did at one point in the book like when they because because okay because she asks because he has her chain and then he says no she says I'll give you like a week or whatever to make me fall in love and then like we'll revisit this issue in a week and then if yeah. you give me back my chain, whatever. And then during yeah. that week they just fuck all over the place. I know. <laughs> it I was... just mentions like where like all the places they fuck and one of them was a pyramid. And I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, he literally showed her the world 
But like, you know, as he was, he you know, showed her showing her the world, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Oh man, I love romance. Uh, I just, this is the kind of stuff I live for. Um, and then another one of my notes just says um, that every time she mentions the nymphs, I loved how she called them the nymphs, those little hookers. <laughs> Every single time. Yes. <laughs> Those little hookers. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no. That was that's it. Good. That was my that was my notes. <laughs> I love your notes. Your notes are very um, professional notes. Clearly. Yes. yes. So I feel like we already know the answer for this question. But like would you switch places with a character? We already know Marge's answer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She would switch with Mist and hand over the chain right away. Am I that transparent? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Hell yes. Yeah. I would I would switch with Mist in a heartbeat, but I also think they were meant for each other. Yeah. So maybe I'd have to go find my own vampire. One of the brothers. Can she just let me borrow that magical chain and then I can <laughs> find myself another man? Right? Listen, that chain was fun. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. What about you, Les? Would you? I think I would. Yeah. Why not? Who would you switch with, though? With Mist. With Mist. Also, I'm kind of going back to the beginning now, but um, <laughs> I love how in both of these books, when these men finally find their mates after X amount of years, they're at the their weakest. And I love that. I don't know what it is about it, but how she mentions that she sees this man that's like hunched over, holding on for dear life to another man, which is um, his Nikolai's brother, mm-hmm. and how he's so weak at that point. And then they see their mate, and it's like recharged, instant recharge. It's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> just running after it. You know what I mean? I love that because yeah. it was the same for Lachlan. Like he was just exhausted and just kept on dying and dying and dying yeah. again. And then, like, he scented her, and he was just, like, powered. <laughs> because it's, like, that. as they say in the books, it's, like, they've been searching for years. And, mm-hmm. like, I think it's, like, they feel that ache of not having their mate. And once they finally feel that ache being filled, it's, like, oh, my gosh, need I to need it. to get that person now. Yeah. But can we also would... talk about mm-hmm. – sorry, I just wanted to talk about, like, it's going back to the beginning – but, like, when he finally realized he was blooded, mm-hmm. like, he just heard, like, booms, like, and, like, big sounds and, like, vibrations. Yeah. And then he realizes, he oh, like, shit, it's shit, coming it's from inside. Heart. Yeah. 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 I was I like, that. oh, my gosh. How it was so alien to him yeah. at first. Yeah. Because he hasn't felt really his heartbeat well. in years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would be pretty shook. <laughs> if you were like, wait, <laughs> I'm intended. vibrating. Why am I vibrating? <laughs> yeah. Why is there, like, a boom inside of me? The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I we didn't talk about that, but part of like what Mist does over and over and over again is blood vampires and then kill them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Really rootless, but I'm here for it. But how does she do it? I had questions about that too. Cuz I thought she teases them, no? I thought you could only blood your, your one true mate. That's what I thought, too, and I kind of forgot about it until, like, at the end, and I just, I never thought about it until you said it, but she said she blooded vampires, but that's only, a, like, you can only do that when it's your mate. 
Does she have more than one mate? Is that possible? No. But then Unless the she only them... one she didn't kill was Nikolai. Like she couldn't bring herself to kill him and she didn't know why. So I think maybe that's the difference. But how can she blood them is my question. Because you only, I think you only get one fated mate. Feminine power? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's a question I'm going to have because even he wondered how she could blood vampires. Maybe there's information about that later on in the series and we just you just forgot about it or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll see. We'll have to pay close attention because I, I remember reading that and being like, wait, what? Like, yeah. is it fake blooding? Like, can you fake blood a vampire? Like, you make them think they were blooded, but they weren't? I don't know. Because I really thought it was like a, uh, like, one true love type situation in this series. Mm-hmm. Same. So that's why I don't understand how that could happen. I don't know. I, I was just confused about that. I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, I guess it's still, like, one true love in the, in the sense that, um... For him, she's the only one that ever blooded him. And for her, he's the only only one she ever ran to. Like, the only one she ever ran to. Like, the the whole And the only person that's ever bested her in a fight Mm -hmm. as well. I love how they were both attracted to how the other was good at what they did. Yes. Like, she yeah. was a fangirl of his for years. <laughs> she know. was like, she heard about him. She was like, oh my God, like, he's low-key, like, great. I'm kind of a fangirl. And then when he's experiencing her memories, um, towards the end, like, when he gets the full memories, he's kind of, like, in awe at what she can do and stuff. And, like, yeah. he's low-key, like, fangirling, too. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, listen. Sometimes it doesn't have to be sexual. Sometimes just fangirling over when someone is just being badass and just fangirling over it is just love that. Yeah. Love yeah. that. No, I really, I liked Nikolai and Mist a lot. And I wasn't expecting it because, one, usually novellas aren't, like, as flushed out as I would want them to be. And they mm-hmm. suffer from insta-love or, like, insta-resolution of conflict and, like, or there's no conflict. Or the why is this necessary syndrome. Yeah. Yes. But this one, I did not feel it. And I honestly love this There's a good oh balance gosh. of everything with this one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I truly think this book is important. I don't think you could just skip it or skip never it. read it. You could, yeah. you could not read it first. I would not recommend it. I'd say start here. But that said, like, I don't think you could just skip over it and never read it you know what I mean I agree agreed because I do think it does a lot of work as far as world building Mm -hmm. as far as character dynamics uh, not just romantic but um like the sisterhood of the Valkyrie and stuff like it does a lot of work for that too so yeah and like it shows you a different side of the Valkyries than what you would see in you know Emma's book as well and yeah, I think it just does a really good job of, like, secondary characters, as you said. The main character is world-building and just overall, like, shedding a different perspective and a different take on the vampires that we got to know in A Hunger Like No Other. It even does a good job of setting up A Hunger Like No Other. True. Exactly, yeah. It makes me wonder why, on my end, on Goodreads, I noticed that there was a lot of one, two stars for 
I the noticed that too. Yeah. Like, yeah, same. I don't know. I think it could also be the dubious consent. But well, I, I think a lot of people. But I felt like it was more intense with The Hunger Like No Other than this one. Like this one was, I feel I like it was tame. Agree. Very tame compared to. Parts of A Hunger Like No Other had me cringing. Yeah, like the I think the on drunk surface scene. level, if we're looking at A Hunger Like No Other and The Warlord Wants Forever, surface level wise, um, uh, The Warlord Wants Forever, I think has more dubious consent in the sense where the chain while we like i think i like it's I think just more obvious that. it's just more obvious that's it yeah that's what it is it's more obvious like he has a change because you have a tangible thing you have a tangible thing that represents this lack of balance between mm. the two this lack of yeah. equality between the two yeah. there's power and balance yeah in a hunger like no other it's not as obvious and so obviously he he you know there's stuff that he does that's very questionable, but because it's not as obvious, I feel like people are able to overlook it more and be like, oh, he's just like an overbearing alpha male, like whatever. But yeah, to me, there was stuff in that book that was way more um, uncomfortable to read about. Yeah. The more, the, like the, the, like you said, the trunks, the, the drunk scene where he gets her drunk. And then tries to have sex with her, but then ultimately she's like, no. But, like, the, in- the intention was still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. Um, there was a, a scene in the beginning, like, the very, very beginning, the shower scene. Yeah. Yeah. She's not fully into it. She's kind of like, I don't I don't know why we're here doing this. And, like, he's kind of, like, still in this, like, mind craze. Mm-hmm. So he's just not really thinking. And, like, I mean, Nikolai is not really in a mind craze. I mean, sure, he's, like... With, he's like crazed with rampant need, but he's not as as bad as uh, Lockleen. Yeah, to me I anyway. Agree. He has more yeah. control. Mm-hmm. So I I I guess that's probably why so many people have issues with this one because it's more obvious. But I don't think it's that different. Yeah. No, the chain makes it more on the nose, but I think there's more things to look at and like deeper things to look at. If that's if that's your main concern, dubious consent, then for sure, like, I think both books have it. <laughs> like, but we're I all... think the whole series has it. Uh-huh. Um, but but we're all dark romance readers, yeah. so yes, we have to say that too. Like, we yes, have read worse. We are <laughs> we way read... worse. Way yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe like our yes. threshold of like what's acceptable is a little bit. Uh, yeah. This child's child <laughs> compared to yeah. what we usually read. To end things off, where like was did you have any quotes um, okay. that you'd like to share that left any impression on you? Can I share mine first? Because if you guys took it, I'm just go for it. I don't have any other one. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so it was just um when they were captured by Ivo and um she's watching, you know, Nikolai being burnt alive by the sun um she says she'd waited millennia to love she waited for him and they dare to take him from her from mist the coveted and like that's when she decides to you know fight and like get her man back Mm -hmm. but like I think that's pretty like telling of like her confidence and like how far she's come in her love for a vampire for her Nikolai that she's like she feels like she deserves this love which she does she's entitled to this love because she's lived millennia without it and she wants it and she has it in her grasp but it's being taken away from her by like 
stupid vampires. <laughs> Turns yeah. out, little did we know, this is an older woman, younger men romance. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yes. she's, she's like thousands, thousands of years, of years old. old and he's like 300 years old or whatever. He's yeah. way younger. Oh. He's a little young thing. and she, She's like having the time of her life. That's true. Mine is like two quotes that kind of go together. She didn't recognize him as the one whose arms she would forever run to. She might stay for a time, but in the end she would always go. And then later on she says, only after he'd squeezed her up in his arms did she realize she'd run to get within them so it's like yes at first she's like i'll never do that with him like i'll stay for a while but then i'll get bored and leave and then later on she's like oh shit i ran to him like i i did (laughs) and she realized she wanted to stay yeah I, i that's one aspect i love of the valkyries that they're what should i say they love their freedom they don't want to be tied mm-hmm. down. But yet they yes. meet that one guy and they're like, okay, maybe maybe I'll maybe be tied down now. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> but it's something I it's something that I think we can relate to because of 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 being, you know, independent women who find mm-hmm. it very hard to imagine ever having that one person that you would, you know, spend, want to spend the rest of your life with and want to be like codependent with because you're like mm-hmm. I, that will never be me. And it's kind of like these women do find that one man that they're like, you know what? Maybe it's worth it not being as independent anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? I think it's very relatable. Did you have a quote? Um, no, not really. The only the only thing I really loved was just that the the fact that he wants to hold her hand. Yeah, like that, yeah. like that it was that the freaking was so cute. cutest that he just could hold my hand, and she just mocks him. He's just like looking at her like, I just want to hold your hand. Like, what's wrong with that? Turns out Nikolai is a cuddle bug. Yes, we I love, love it. that. He's, he's yes. just a cuddle bug. <laughs> a big teddy bear. And he just wants to take care of her and he wants to take her away from their their manner or wherever. The way I read it is that their manner is like not a, it's not, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it. It's like ran down. Yeah. Like, I'm literally imagining yeah, he's like, like a haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally imagining a haunted house with, like, it's dark clouds up above it yeah. with lightning shooting everywhere. Yeah. And you see little, like, <laughs> race, like, ghosts, like, flying around. That's all I'm imagining. And I'm like, how could you live here? Yeah. But I had a question. And this would just be my, um, my skepticism and, like, just, you know, just me being me. But um, do you think he held her hand so that he could trace away? easily or like he just really genuinely just wanted to hold her hand in nah, he that, that boy just wanted to hold hands he he <laughs> really did the normality of it like just just hold my hand you know because yeah because yeah, mist mist was like you like she was skeptic she was like what why are you holding my hand yeah and she was like, i just want to hold it okay <laughs> i just yeah <laughs> because be. he turns to when she mocks him he turns to her with his brows drawn. I just want to hold your hand. Oh. And then she put, well, what's that flutter in my stomach? And why didn't oh, I yeah. mind that her hand was slipping into his big rough one to be completely enveloped and secured? Wait, he's got rough hands? Yeah, this is a big oh, rough Give me a big manly hand. Yeah, I love that. Oh, nice. So cute. Girl, she lucked out. She really, like, I mean, he lucked out as well. Yeah. But 
Should we, as we keep going, and, and like as we keep reading the books in the series, should we like keep a ranking of the men, <laughs> or is that cruel? <laughs> we could run all. Do you want to do the men or the books? The men. Let's do the men. I think we could uh, do the men. I'm fine with that. Do you want to? I mean, I, we I'm don't down. know who's my number one right now, but I'm just curious to see if that will like change. You know, I mean, I'm sure yeah. that will change, but. We'll we'll keep checking in. <laughs> yeah. And you want to do? How about we do the men and females? Okay. I mean, same. It's Miss, the same. And then and and then Emma. Yeah. I, I feel like um, well. once we read another couple, we'll be able to. Yeah. I think as we go on, things will uh, change. We'll change. Muddled a little bit more. Might become. A I'm gonna have tougher. like a piece of paper written down with like everyone's like. Yeah. <laughs> and ranking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. Okay. Any last minute thoughts? I was just, um, no, I'm just surprised by this book, by this novella. I honestly didn't know what to expect from it. I just thought it would be a, like um, a quick read with like zero conflict and just, you know, that would be it. But nope, I was genuinely surprised and I enjoyed every minute of it. I think it's really cool that you're rereading them and loving them more this the right? second time around or third time around no no, no this is all, okay so the first book i read three times because the first time i think i even like i dnf'd it like i did wow. not finish it or i finished it but i hated it and then second time around i read it because i wanted to read i wanted to get to a certain book i think it was reagan's book i needed to get to and so i had to read the first book to get all the way there and that's when i read um the warlord wants forever as well so that's, I've only read that one once, and that was years ago, and then now I'm reading this, I think maybe four years later, or three years later, maybe. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, like, I genuinely forgot what happened, um, but I liked it. <laughs> Crazy, huh? How we change as readers, and things we hated at one yeah. point we now like, and vice versa. Like, things things we once loved were like, why did I ever love this? Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's fun, because that way you get to revisit stuff that you really didn't like, and you get to love them, you know? Alright, so this is it for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this discussion of The, lo- the, the Lord Once Forever? No, The Lord The Lord! Lord, Lord. <laughs> The Warlord was forever by Crusty Cole. This was another episode of Romance and the Monsters. Next week, we are discussing Slow Heat by Letta Blake. It is a Emperor novel, which I will let you Google what that is. Fun research ahead. <laughs> and uh, please join us because I'm sure that will be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at the rtm pod or on instagram at romance and the monsters podcast you can find me at foes and lovers on both twitter and instagram and you can find me as at but this book on twitter and instagram and you can find me seth on both twitter and instagram at pros with woes and you can email us at romancing the monsters podcast at gmail.com if you had any questions or just wanted to um talk about books or even just send us some ideas that you might have about monster romances or monsters within the story and yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you next week bye bye